Following the path of least resistance might be suitable for a river, but if you want to live life well, you need to do better than just going with the flow. Every day we're called to make choices that shape our future and influences the lives of those around us. But have you ever stopped to consider what sits behind those choices that you make? Today, we're going to take some time to explore that if we want to live life well, then we need to live life with meaning. Let me pray. Jesus, as we take time to to settle into your word this morning, Lord, may it wash over us in fresh ways that invigorate, that enliven our souls, but that it will also shape the way we live, the way we live in a way that we want to honour you with our life, with our all, as we saw earlier in our service. Jesus, take this time and use it for your glory, we pray. Amen. According to Psychology Today, we make about 35,000 remotely conscious decisions or choices every single day. Or if you're forgetful, then you might want to add a few thousand more. But for a child, they will make roughly around 3,000 Uh, semi-conscious or conscious choices every day. But what informs the choices? As we make those choices and as we choose, we also choose our consequences, known or unknown, bad or for good. In a world where people want to keep their options open to the very last minute, a lack of commitment can result in wafer-thin character, an integrity that seems like a mirage. But what if there was a way that we could live life well? To live life that not only has a, a positive impact for us, but also for those around us and for future generations. Living life well doesn't just happen by accident. Living life well doesn't come by following the path of least resistance and endless compromises and whims. If you want to live life well, then you need to live life with meaning. The meaning that you carry in and through your life helps to shape or influence the decisions that you make. At critical times and junctions, having a sense of purpose, intention or meaning forms the foundational understanding and makes tough decisions clearer, even when they come at a high cost. Have you ever stopped to consider the values or meaning for living which you carry, which you hold on to? I remember hearing a question being posed to someone about what their non-negotiable or core values were. They were about to go into a critical meeting And the question was posed to ensure that those values were upheld. Hearing the question helped me to develop my core values for ministry. It's influenced very significant decisions in my life, including the concluding of my role in two churches where those values were going to be crossed. Non-negotiables and values give meaning to life 
and shape your choices. So if someone was to question you and to ask you, how would you answer them in what gives you meaning for your life? A son who returned home to inform his parents that he'd just become a Christian was um, told by his dad, that's good son, but don't let it change you. The reality is that for many, faith has little meaning. We dilute it sufficiently in our confused hope to make it more palatable. But what we end up doing is, is making it lukewarm and bland and unappealing. Our reading earlier today challenges this concept. Foundational to our understanding and meaning is our relationship with our Creator. How the narrative of God at work intersects with our lives and how our meaning is derived from a a relationship with God. Joshua understood it and he lived it out. And um, as a result of him living that out, he, he was a follower of Yahweh God and it was something that he was prepared to take a stand for even if that meant that he stood alone. If the people of Israel understood their meaning in covenant relationship with Yahweh God, then in Joshua 24, that meaning meant to choose, to choose to follow the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and not the many other gods that were on offer. For us today, our faith, our relationship with Creator God and our decisions to live life as a follower of Jesus informs our meaning and our identity and it should affect the choices in living life well. Around 800 years after Joshua, in a story that could easily find a parallel in any modern education or employment situation, some young people found themselves in a situation where living comfortably would have been so much easier. Conforming and going with the flow would have been an easy um, option when you're working for a tyrant as a boss. If you have your Bibles close by, then I encourage you to, to turn to Daniel. Go to the table of contents in the Old Testament, you'll find the, the book of Daniel. And I'll be giving a bit of an abridged version of two accounts of some of the lads who lived well because they lived life with meaning which influenced their choices. Daniel chapter 1 sets the scene. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon is the dominant force in the region and conquers the nation of Israel. He orders his chief of staff, Ashpenaz, to find the best of the best young men from Israel. In Daniel 1 verse 4 he says, Select only strong healthy and good-looking young men, he said. Make sure they are well-versed in every branch of learning and are gifted with knowledge and good judgment and are uh, suited to serve in the royal palace. Train these young men in the language and literature of Babylon. Then the king assigned them a daily ration of food and wine, which was from his own kitchens. They were to be trained for three years and then would enter the royal service. Now, if you land a job like that, you are set 
for life. No scratching together for some meagre living. Choosing to conform and do well, you would have had it made. But then this spotlight falls on four lads, best known by the names of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. In verse 8 and 9 of chapter 1 in Daniel, it continues, But Daniel was determined not to defile himself by eating the food and wine given to them by the king. He asked the chief of staff for permission not to eat those unacceptable foods. Now God had given the chief of staff both respect and affection for Daniel. But Daniel and his mates, their relationship with God shaped their understanding and their meaning. When it came to making choices of what to and what not to do, their meaning informed their choices. In some areas, they were prepared to accept change and compromise. Serving the king who conquered their nation was something that they were prepared to do. Jeremiah wrote to those in exile in Babylon, in Jeremiah 29, 4-7. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says to all the captives he has exiled to Babylon from Jerusalem. Build homes and plan to stay. Plant gardens and eat the food they produce. Marry and have children. Then find spouses for them so that you may have many grandchildren. Multiply, do not dwindle away, and work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare will determine your welfare. For Daniel, for Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, to serve the king and to do that to the best of their ability was consistent with God's call on their lives. Their meaning informed their choices and God called them to live life well in a foreign cultural setting. So at the outset of this three years of training, these lads faced a choice. How far would they compromise? In Daniel chapter 1 verse 8, it says, But Daniel was determined not to defile himself by eating the food and wine given to them by the king. Living with meaning helps you to choose early, not late. Too often people find themselves flustered and confused when choices come. But understanding who you are and whose you are Living with meaning helps you to choose and to choose early, not to compromise in the wrong areas and then to live with regret. But as we've also discovered, living with meaning helps you to choose what is and what is not negotiable. Serving King Neb may seem contradictory for it was, but it, if it was not for Jeremiah. But serving King Nebuchadnezzar with meaning would help these young people to make good choices as they serve and hopefully in the process to be a good witness and help shape the decisions that would affect the nation. Meaning helps you to discern on which hill is and is not worth dying. Today many people think it's wrong to get involved in politics but we should hope and pray for Christians to be wise advisors to our politicians 
and to even consider political office themselves. God knows that we need wise advisors now more than ever. Living with meaning also helps these boys to honour relationships and negotiate well. In Daniel chapter 1, verse 11, we read, Daniel spoke with the attendant who had been appointed by the chief of staff to look after Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael and Azariah. Please test us for ten days on a diet of vegetables and water, Daniel said. At the end of the ten days, see how we look compared to the other young men who are eating the king's food. Then make your decision in light of what you see. The attendant agreed to Daniel's suggestion and turned and tested them for ten days. But let's not kid ourselves that living with meaning will not be challenged. When you choose to live with meaning, then you will stand out from the crowd and that can make you a target for others. That's why it's so easy for people to go with the flow rather than standing out when others are prepared to keep their heads down and conform. Defying someone in authority is never something that you should take lightly. But when you live with meaning, then there are times when you know you need to stand your ground even when it costs you. Daniel 3 sets the scene. King Neb has a rush of self-importance and builds this massive gold statue, eight stories tall or around 27 metres high. In chapter 3, verse 2 of Daniel, he he sent messengers to the high officers, officials, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates and all the provincial officials to come to the dedication of the statue he had set up. The expectation of all assembled was simple. Bow or burn. When the music plays, you bow and you worship the golden statue set up. While Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego failed to catch King Neb's eye with their audacious behaviour of standing tall, they did not escape the attention of some of the local astrologers. Whether it was out of envy or a classic case of tall poppy syndrome or they just um, were um, stuck up, wanting to suck up to the king, these dobbers ratted out these Jews. With fists and spit flying in all directions, King Nebuchadnezzar screamed for these three traitors to appear before him and quiver. Post haste, these three obstinate officials were dragged before King Neb in verse 14. Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, that you refuse to serve my God or worship the gold statue I've set up? I will give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue I have made when you hear the sound of the musical instruments. But if you refuse, then you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace And then what God will be able to rescue you from my power? There was King Neb in full-blown rage. I'm going to give you one last chance to capitulate. Otherwise, you're toast, literally. What impresses me is that these three guys did not need to go away and to consider their positions. 
They didn't need to ask, oh, look, can, I, can we have a time out? Can we have a moment? Can we just toss a coin or play paper, uh, rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock to make up our minds? These guys had a predetermined and an immediate response. If they were to stand, to stand out from the crowd and if they were to draw attention from their boss, if they were threatened with a roasting, regardless of the cost, they were followers of Yahweh God. Let's look at their response in verses 16 to 18. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But but even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. Living with meaning informs your choices. It also helps you to develop the values around you of what is and is not negotiable. These values mean that when you are called on to compromise, you can have a predetermined response, even if it's going to cost you everything. Today, living life well is more than eating the right foods and going to the gym. Living life well means living life with meaning. Living with values that inform your choices that you make every day. And when you live with meaning, you know what is negotiable and what is not. About 15 years ago when I heard that question asked about values and what were your core values and what were, you, what were your non-negotiables, I took time to consider about how living in and being involved in ministry would shape my values and living with meaning, what that meant in ministry. I came up with 10 values that have shaped my ministry and have also concluded my times in ministry when there was pressure by others to make compromise. Living with meaning helps you to make tough choices, even when they come at a high cost. So here are my top 10 values for me when it comes to ministry. Community and relationship over individuality. That there is an importance of people being together and being in community rather than people just doing their own thing. Participation over excellence. We're not always going to get it right. But I'd much rather involve people and see them participate than to say, unless you meet this standard, then you're not going to be a part of it. Sure, I want people to do their best. But excellence is not going to be trumped um, by trumping everything else. Participation is important. Personal spiritual journey over corporate spiritual conformity. I want to see people involve and, and immerse themselves in their personal spiritual journey rather than just feeling as though they have to conform to some cookie-cutter approach of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Integrity over image. Justice and mercy over self-advancement. 
Faith over self-security. To not play it safe, to not say that when we're, to hold back on saying, hey God, I'm prepared to give it my all, I'm prepared to take this leap of faith. Perseverance over immediacy. Rather than just looking for the immediate fix, the immediate payoff. To say, no, I need to persevere in this area. Generosity over selfishness. Obedience over acknowledgement. To be prepared to just be there behind the scenes, chipping away and to do what I believe God's calling me to do rather than pursuing some form of acknowledgement. Forgiveness over retaliation. Please don't think that I'm always going to get these right. That these values are, are derived out of my understanding of whose I am as a follower of Jesus and my desire to live life with meaning, even if that means going against the flow and concluding in a role that you love and there's pressure to compromise. Living with meaning means shapes, uh, meaning shapes and transforms your choices and helps you to make decisions that you can look back on without shame. Living with meaning helps you decide between the good and the best. Living with meaning means that at times um, it means saying no and adding value to your yes. So when it comes to living life well, living life with meaning um, is based on a deep relationship with Jesus that transforms your choices and in your engagement with the world in which God has placed you. Let me pray. Jesus, as we consider what it means to live life well, what it means to live life with meaning, I ask that you would continue to help us to, to respond well, to, to live well in a way that honours you, a way that, that gives you glory and that affects our choices in the way that we live today. Amen. So, where do you draw your meaning? How do you make your choices today? What's the well from which you draw meaning from? Is it because of what the world says? Or is it because of a relationship with Jesus? Choose today who you will serve. If it's the other gods, then choose that. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. How does your decisions to be a follower of Jesus affect your choices? And what challenging choices do you have before you that living with meaning will help to inform? There's going to be some music played and I encourage you to take some time to respond and to reflect on those questions today. God bless you.